Welcome to Action Chapel International. We are one church in many locations worldwide. We are so excited that you took the time to join us today to feed on God's word and to enrich your spirit. We know that your life will never be the same. Now please join us for this powerful message. Falling on, now I'm free. Indeed, 
has fallen off. Whatever you are, hearing the sound of my voice at home in church, whatever, let the shackles fall off. Be free indeed. Be free now. Indeed, put your hands together. Before we proceed with today's service, the Bible says in Psalm 79 verse 11, we want to pray for those fighting for their lives at home and at the hospital, wherever they are. Anyone that concerns us or does not concern us, home and abroad, wherever they are, at home, at the hospital, fighting for their lives, let the cry of the prisoner come before thee. Let the sign of the prisoner come before thee according to the greatness of thy power. Preserve them that are appointed to die. Let those fighting for their lives at home, at the hospital, home and abroad, wherever they are, Psalm 79 verse 11, let them be preserved. Let them be delivered. Let them escape that are fighting for their lives their destiny, their future, their loved ones, their businesses. In the name of Jesus, somebody lift up prayer for those fighting for their lives, home and abroad, at the hospital, at home, at prison, wherever they might be. We pray for them. We command their deliverance. We command their preservation. We command a way out. For anyone fighting for their lives, whatever they might be, at the hospital, at home, abroad, domestic and external, let them be delivered, let them be preserved, that are appointed to die through coronavirus, through COVID-19. We command the escape, we command the deliverance. We send prayers to heaven for all those fighting for their lives. We command prayers. We send prayers. We stand in the gap by the blood of Jesus for fathers, for mothers, for sons, for daughters, for grandchildren, for grandfathers and mothers fighting for their lives at the hospital, at home, abroad. Wherever they are, somebody, open your mouth, put your hands together, command the escape, command the deliverance for those fighting for their lives. Wherever they are, on the political scene, on the social scene, on the financial scene, on the religious scene, on the economic scene, on the social scene, on the media front, anyone fighting for their lives, fighting for their loved ones, fighting for the life and destiny of their sons, of their daughters, of their wives, of their husbands, and of those who concern them at the hospital, at home, abroad, domestic, external, command prayers, command deliverances for those appointed to die through COVID-19. By the power of Jesus' name, we command deliverance, 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 deliverance. We command divine escape, 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 escape. We command divine interception, interception. We intercept, we intercept premature death. We intercept projections. We intercept ill wills. We intercept evil expectations of loved ones of loved ones, of men, of women, of fathers, of sons, of mothers, of daughters, of grandchildren, of grandfathers and mothers, fighting for their lives at home, at the hospital, at prisons, wherever they are, from the economic scene, to the political scene, to the religious scene, in the name of Jesus, to the economic scene, we pray for their deliverance. We pray for their protection. We pray for their healing. We pray a 
and command their chains to fall off. Command their chains to break. Command them to see. We command the blind to see. The lame to walk. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Put your hands together and give God praise. You may be seated. Thank you for coming. And thank you for tuning in wherever you are. We thank God that we live in interesting times in the history of humanity. And that God is still the God of the mountain. And he's still the God of the valley irrespective. He's still the God of the night and the God of the day. He's still the God of good times. He's still the God of bad times. So thank you for tuning in and thank you for coming every one of you. Last week we talked about what are you hearing? Because what you hear has everything to do with your faith and your work and relationship with God. Today, I want to ask you another question. Who is controlling your mind? Who is controlling your mind? Your mind is the captain that flies your aircraft. Your mind, whoever controls your mind, controls your destiny, controls your very existence. Whoever controls your mind, ladies and gentlemen, I submit to you, controls your will, your emotions, and your spirit. Who is controlling your mind? For it is written, Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinketh, so he is. So you are what you think. And whatever the enemy desires for you to be or to become, he throws a thought of that very thing he has in mind of you into your mind. And if you allow it into your mind and you don't counter it, it will have dominance and preeminence over everything that concerns you. Who is controlling your mind? Sometimes people say, there is nothing on my mind. I'm not thinking about anything. It's not true. It's not true. There's always something on your mind. And it's one of the reasons why I have issues with yoga meditation. Because we are made to believe that you have to meditate. There is the rules of engagement when it comes to yoga meditation and there's also rules of engagement when it comes to biblical meditation. Yeah. Biblical meditation is different from yoga meditation. Because in yoga meditation, <clears throat> they encourage you to go blank, to be blank. Just shut everything down and just let yourself go. I'm not going to shut everything down and let myself go. Because you are opening yourself up to something you don't know. I'm in control of my mind. I, I'm not letting my mind go blank. Because as soon as your mind goes blank, you open yourself up to anything. Anything can enter your mind. And whatever controls your mind has dominance over your life. You can't just let your mind go blank. Somebody was telling me that when Peter and the apostles on the day of Pentecost were baptized in the Holy Ghost, they were speaking in tongues, but they were still in charge of their mind. Because when people said they were drunk, Peter replied that we are not drunk. What you are hearing is not madness or drunkenness. This is that which was prophesied of. Amen. 
So even though he was speaking in tongues, he was still in control of his mind. When I speak in tongues, it doesn't mean that I lose control of my mind. But with my spirit, I am communicating and connecting with God. And my mind cannot comprehend that. But it doesn't mean that I leave my mind to anything to enter my mind. Because the mind is very, very critical to your peace, to your freedom. Come with me, please, to 2 Timothy 1, 7, where the Bible said that for God, 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, underline the spirit of fear. He said that spirit of fear, which stands to reason logically, ladies and gentlemen, that fear is not something, fear is someone. Fear is not something, fear is someone. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power. So fear takes or eradicates power. It takes away power. And of love and of a sound mind. These are things that are so necessary and critical in the times we live in that every human being or believer must have. But when fear comes in, it takes away your self-power. It takes away your ability to love and it takes away a sound mind. So your mind is all over the place. Your thoughts are scattered all over the place. You can't focus on anything, you are distracted. Your mind is either controlled by the Holy Spirit and by the scriptures, or your mind is controlled by demons. That is the way it's designed to be. Our mind, our soul, our emotion was designed to be controlled by our spirit or by the Holy Spirit through our spirit. And where the mind is not under the dominance or the control of the scriptures or the knowledge of the scriptures and it's not under the dominance or control of the Holy Spirit, demons will take control and command over the mind. Ladies and gentlemen, who is controlling your mind? Come with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. But let's begin from verse 3. Let's begin from verse 3. 2 Corinthians 3 to 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. So there is a war. There's an ongoing war. An ongoing conflict. It's a conflict. Go ahead. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But mighty through God. They are mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. To the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds can be good or bad. The Lord is our stronghold. The Lord is our defense. And an evil thought, an evil thinking, or an evil imagination can also become a stronghold that determines your lifestyle, that determines the way you process, that determines the choices or the decisions of your life. A thought can become a stronghold. I pray today under the auspices of the Holy Spirit in the name above every other name that every stronghold on your mind be abolished in the name of Jesus. Be dismantled in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, as for me, this is the way I am. I can't change. It means that the thing has a hold on you that you can't shake it off. But it's a lie. It's a lie because the Bible says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. The Bible said, thanks be to God who causes us to triumph always, not every now and then, but always, even when I'm weary, even when I'm weary, 
I can still do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Right, strongholds. Casting down imaginations. Casting down imaginations. And every high thing. Imagination. So the enemy will send imaginations into your mind. He will make you imagine things as if they are real but are not. What is fear? Fear is a false reality that appears to be true. Imagination. He will cause your mind to imagine all kinds of things. Cause you to imagine your death, your distraction. Cause you to imagine and to see all kinds of evil projections. And if you don't learn how to counter and intercept those imaginations, they become part and parcel of you. They begin to dominate and to control and to enslave you. That eventually you become what you are thinking for as a man thinketh, so he is. Ladies and gentlemen, learn to put up a counter motion, a counter attack, counter those imaginations. Don't just allow thoughts and imaginations to come into your mind and do nothing about it. For it is believed and said that whom the gods wishes to destroy, they first make mad. Whom the gods wishes to destroy, they first make mad. So when they want to destroy you, the first thing they do is to attack your mind. Today I command every attack on your mind to break off in the name of Jesus. Every attack on the minds of your loved one, break off in the name of Jesus. Every attack on the minds of your children, we command it to break in the name of Jesus. Let the attack on your mind break. Let negative imagination break. Let negative thoughts break. Let stronghold on your mind break. In the name of Jesus, break. Imaginations. Imaginations. I was talking to a gentleman years ago that was ill and he wouldn't go to the hospital. So the family called me and I went to see him. And he said, I will not go to the hospital. Then I kept on pressing, pressing, and he said he had a dream. And in the dream, he had gone to that hospital. He was being told to go. And he saw himself at the mortuary, at the mall. So he wasn't going to go. And I said, don't accept it. It's a projection. It's an imagination. It's a dead wish that the enemy has planted in your mind. If you don't counter it and you leave it alone, it will control you and eventually it will happen. So the enemy had put fear in him not to go to the place he has to go for help. Yeah. There are so many imaginations and thoughts going on in the minds of people. Don't go to church. You will get the virus. And meanwhile, you, you are going everywhere but church. Yeah. It's an imagination. It's a thought planted into your mind that the house of God, which is called the house of prayer, is not called the house of COVID-19. He said the house of prayer for all nations. Are you hearing me, somebody? But we are dealing with imaginations, thoughts that are becoming strongholds that people can shake it off. And they don't even know that it's an imagination controlling them. And I said to him, I said, sir, we have to counter this thing. It's a projection. For instance, in America, it's been predicted that hundreds of thousands of people will die by the end of this year. And for whatever reason, nobody has counted it. There is no voice out there countering what has been said. If somebody petitions the court and takes a charge, sends a charge to the court against you, you are soon at court. You have to find a lawyer to also raise a counter petition for you. So that is the way it works. It's, it, it's a technicality. It, it's a technicality that the enemy will send an imagination, a thought into your mind. 
He projects things through our dreams. He will project things. You are sitting in the car. And as you leave the house, you begin to have flashes. You see yourself in an accident. It either means that the Holy Spirit is giving you advanced knowledge that this is what the enemy wishes for you. So what do you do? Instead of being afraid, you counter it. And you say, I curse it. I intercept it. I avert it. I bind. I override. I overturn. I annul. I negate. I renounce. I rebuke. I put up a resistance in the name of Jesus. Or it could be that the enemy is showing you what he desires for you or what he wants to happen to you. So what do you do? You just don't say, oh, 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 let me turn back and go home. You don't panic. You counter it. You speak against it. You put up a fight. You intercept it. Somebody say, intercept. Say, intercept. Say, I intercept. Every evil thought. Say, I intercept. Every evil imagination. Say, I intercept. Projections. I intercept. Ill will. I intercept. Evil expectation of me and of anyone that concerns me. I intercept. Satan's plan for my life. I intercept. Satan's plan for the life of my loved ones and family, for my nation. I intercept the plan of the enemy in the name of Jesus. You don't just sit there and allow the adversary to throw things into your mind. You don't leave your mind blank. You must take command and charge of your mind. The other day Job said, that which I fear the most has come upon me. So how does fear come? Fear comes through thoughts. It comes through imagination, pictures, objects, projections to the mind. Through your thoughts, through your imaginations, by what you hear or what you see. It forms pictures and thoughts in the eyes of your mind. And if you don't counter, intercept, dismantle, refuse it, it begins to develop a hold and pretty soon it becomes a stronghold and not just a hold. And will determine your decision, your action, your attitudes, and your choices. Who is controlling your mind. And every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. Any high thing. So a thought, an imagination, a reasoning, a thinking, a projection, a suggestion from the enemy will suggest to you you are finished. There's no way out. This is the end of your life. It's not true. It's not true. It doesn't matter how deep of a pit you find yourself in financially, politically, religiously, at the home front, at the social scene. You can come out. There's a way out. For he makes a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I command a way out. I command a way out. I proclaim upon the mountain tops and upon the house tops and upon the valleys that there is a way out. There is a way out. I command a way out. A way out. A way out. Put your hands together and say a way out. A way out. A way out. I command a way out. There is a way out. In the name of Jesus, a way out. Amen. For he maketh a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That is the God you and I serve. Hallelujah. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Into captivity, there are thoughts. There are thoughts. Evil thoughts. 
thoughts of demonic imaginations, suggestions, where the enemy sends a thought to make you feel guilty about some mistakes, errors of the past, hold you at ransom and in bondage, imprison your emotions, your will, your mind, your spirit, your body through an evil thought. Questions the word of God. Undermine the integrity of scripture to make you feel like you can't believe the scriptures anymore. For if God is God, why did he allow the three Hebrew young men to go into the furnace of fire? If he's God, why did he allow Daniel to go into the dens of lions? But ladies and gentlemen, the Daniel before the lion's den was different from the Daniel after the dens of lions. The Daniel after the dens of lions was more anointed and better than the Daniel before. The three Hebrew young men after the phoenix of fire, they were different and more anointed and more confident of God's power to deliver than before the fire. If God be God, why did he allow Jesus, his only begotten and son, who was without sin, to be crucified? Ladies and gentlemen, before he went to the cross, his name was Jesus of Nazareth. After the cross, he was the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you hearing me, somebody? Come on, put your hands together and give him praise. The Bible says, He that overcometh shall I give unto the crown of life. There is no victory without a fight. There is no crown without a fight. For those of you who believe that when you become a believer, everything is cool and everything is fine and there will never be a fight. You've been fooled and deceived. The Bible says, With much trouble, or fight we shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Jesus said, I have finished. It is done. It's accomplished. My mission is done. Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I finished my course. Every one of us, we have a fight to fight. As long as you live, nobody comes into this world and leave this world without a fight. You're going to confront something. You will fight something before you get out of here. So ladies and gentlemen, fight! Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the well. For this purpose, the Son of God was made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Somebody said to me the other day, Papa, what is the most important thing in your life or to you right now? What will you say is important to you right now than anything else? And I said, my salvation. Yes, sir. My salvation before family. For Bible said, let everyone work out their own salvation, their own salvation with fear and trembling. My salvation first, and then family and other things. For it is written, what shall it profit a man to gain this whole world and lose your soul? So the most important thing is your salvation before anything else. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure your salvation is intact. Go ahead, put your hands together. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. You see, the God of this world has blinded what? The not mind. their emotion, not their will, not their spirit, but what? The mind. Somebody say the mind, the mind, the mind, the mind, the mind. The mind. Whoever controls your mind, controls your future. The mind. In whom the God of this world has blinded their minds. He wants your mind. He wants our mind. 
if he can take command and control over your mind, he controls your future and everything about you. Let nothing control your mind henceforth except the word of God and the Holy Spirit. Say amen. amen. Glory. Come with me to Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see? So if, you, if your mind is not renewed, you will conform. You can be born again, because salvation is in threefold. We were born again, we, are, we were saved, we are being saved, we shall be saved. What was saved? Your spirit. What is being saved? Your soul. What shall be saved? Your body. So your soul is saved by the renewing of your mind. So you can be born again, and if you are not renewed in your mind, you will act like an unbeliever, and sometimes even worse than an unbeliever, because you are living a double life. And that is what confuses unbelievers. That sometimes say, I don't want to go to church. I won't go to that church. I don't want to be like them. I don't want to be those people. I, want to, I don't want to listen to that preacher. I don't want to follow you to church. Why? Because we are born again, but we haven't been transformed. Why? Because we are not yet renewed in our mind. Born again, but still maintaining the old mind, the old way of thinking, the old way of processing and the old way of dealing with God and dealing with people is still there. And the only way we are transformed so we don't conform to the demands and the details of this world and our flesh is through the renewing of our mind. Be renewed in your mind so that you will not conform. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Not by the renewing of your emotion or your heart or your will or your spirit. But the mind. Somebody say the mind, the mind, the mind, the mind. I command the renewing of your mind. Through the knowledge of him who has called us. Who has called us to glory and to virtue. The renewing of the mind comes through the knowledge of the scriptures, allowing the word of God and the Holy Spirit to influence our thinking, to dominate and control and to use our minds. It's not the vehicle, it's the driver. Who controls your mind? Please come with me to Ephesians chapter four, verse 23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in your mind again. Your mind. Be renewed. That is the only way you can be transformed. Unless we are renewed in our mind, we can be born again, speak in tongues, be believers, and act like the old man. Still act like an unbeliever, even though you are born again. And sometimes people come to church and say, what is wrong with him? What is wrong with her? You're born again. But you are still maintaining things of the old and the past. You are still acting unforgiveness, anger, pride, bitterness, critical of everything, everybody, being negative about everything and everybody. Yeah. But you're born again. It's a problem of your mind. You are born again, but you haven't been transformed. So you are conforming to this world. You are being like an unbeliever. And the only way we are transformed is through the renewing of our mind. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Colossians 3.2. Colossians 3.2. Set your mind on things above, uh -huh. not on things on the earth. Set your mind. What is your mind on? Like I said, what is important to me than anything is my salvation. Before family, salvation first, then family, ministry, other things. But my salvation comes first. For what shall it profit a man to gain this whole world and lose his soul? Today, when you ask somebody, what is the most important thing in your life? Oh, family, family. 
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank God for family. But please seek God and make sure your salvation is intact. I'm telling you. But there come a time, there come a time when it is you and God and God alone. So seek him now when he can be found. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. Let's move on. Philippians 2 and 5. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind let this mind be in you. What kind of a mind do you have? Do you have a mind of arrogance? A mind of pride? A mind of being relevant and being better and important than anybody? Or you have the mind of Christ? What is the mind of Christ? It's a mind of humility. A mind that did not seek to be equal with God even though he was. Emptied himself of glory. Being void of pride. Being void of arrogance. Void of self. Not seeking or wanting your own. But the things that are of Christ Jesus. What is most important to you? If the doctors tell you you have one man to live and you will die. What are the things you will do? Those are the things you should be doing now. The devil deceives people and tells, oh, you have time, you have time. Don't worry, don't worry, you have time. Who told you? You only have time as long as your life is in line with his purpose. With his purpose. Are you living for his purpose? Or you are living for yourself? Are you living to make money? Are you living for relevance? Influence, power, vengeance, revenge. What are you living for? If you are living according to his purpose, I guarantee you, you have time. But if you are living your own life and you are just using God for your benefit, be careful. Be careful. Please live for him. Let's go ahead. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 16. For who have known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. God has his mind and it's different from ours. He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways. Who have known the mind? Who have known the mind of God? For we have the mind of Christ. Being void of ego. Humility attracts God. Pride, pride attracts demons. For the Bible said that Leviathan is the king of all children of pride. Leviathan, the dragon of the sea, the beast of the sea. He is the king of all the children of pride. Please learn to be humble. Humility will attract God to you. Pride attracts Demons. Romans 8 and 7. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. Uh -huh. That is New King James. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. The mind governed by the flesh is an enemy to God. What does it mean? When your mind is controlled by demons, you think contrary to the will of God. You think about things that does not make and help for your salvation and for eternal matters. You think about things here on earth. You become an enemy. Your actions and everything will contradict the will of God. You begin to question the mind of God. You begin to question the will of God. You begin to question the scriptures. You begin to question everything about God. And everything about God becomes a problem. It doesn't make sense. Because you are trying to figure God out. You are trying to intellectualize God or the scriptures. God is a spirit. And you can't reason him out. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3. But I am afraid 
that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. You see, this is why it comes again, here again. If your mind is not controlled by the scriptures or the knowledge of the word or the Holy Spirit, the enemy can mislead you in your thinking, in your thought life. Yeah. He can misguide you, mislead you, control your mind, take your mind and your thoughts to all kinds of places and your mind will be spinning all over the place. Come with me to Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything. He said, be, 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 be careful, careful for, nothing. for nothing. Careful for nothing. Yeah. Be careful for nothing, but yeah. in all things. In by, all things, no matter what they are, in all things. By prayer and pray, supplication. Pray, 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 pray. In all things, by prayer. Sometimes people think me, I don't have anything to preach but prayer. Do you know the kinds of messages I've preached for 43 years? I have preached things. I have preached messages. Sometimes I watch some of my messages on YouTube and I don't even remember where I preached it and when I preached it. And I said, wow, is that me? I preach messages, but I've come to the conclusion, ladies and gentlemen, after 43 years of ministry, that Jesus performed his duty for three years. And for over 2,020 years, he ever lives to make intercession. All he lives to do is not to preach and teach, but to make intercession. I've come to the conclusion that intercession is the highest calling in the body of Christ. I'm telling you. So you can analyze me any way you want to. I have come to the conclusion by experience that prayer, intercession, is the highest calling in the body of Christ than any other calling. And the time will come, it's just a matter of time. If you don't find it out now, you'll find out one of these days that what I'm telling you is truth. Hallelujah. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. In everything but prayer and supplication with an attitude of gratitude, let your request be made known unto God. Then look at verse 7. And the peace of God. Then the peace of God which, which passes all understanding shall keep your heart and your mind. Say mind. Say mind. Say mind. Say heart and mind. Heart and mind through Christ Jesus to keep your heart and your mind. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. If they are true. Whatsoever things are honest. Even if they are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Even if they are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Even if they are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Even if they are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. Even if they are of good report. If there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Unless there is edification, comfort, and exaltation, don't focus on it. It may be true. It may be lovely. It may be honest. It may be pure. It may be of good report. And it may be of just. But if there is edification, exaltation, and comfort, then think on these things. What? is on your mind. What has entered your head? And who controls your mind? Isaiah 26 and 3. My time is up. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. What is your mind on? What is your mind on? What are you feeding your mind on? Yeah. What are you meditating on? In meditation, you focus on something. So you are either focusing and feeding on the word of God or something else will take over your mind. And you feel, oh, I'm, I feel free. I feel light. I feel cool. It's just a matter of time. 
before something will start driving you nuts and crazy. Don't open yourself up to anything. In meditation, you must focus and concentrate on the scriptures, on the word of God. Amen. All right, put your hands together. If you receive it, put your hands together and give God praise. Hallelujah. That you were blessed by that message, and we look forward to sharing God's word with you once again. For more information on this and many other Action Chapel International products and messages, you may visit our Dominion Bookshop located on the premises of Action Chapel, Spintex Road, or you may call our offices on 030 701 1851. Or you may also visit us online at www.actionchapel.net. Once again, thank you for joining us today. And may your life continue to be changed in God's presence.